0: Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast, the podcast that will help you embrace, grow, and be transformed by the transitions of life. Now here's your host, Debbie Ronka. Hi, I'm Debbie Ronka, the host of the Transition Bridge Podcast. Today I have a beautiful guest, both inside and out whose transition story will be such an encouragement to anyone who has had to make that difficult pivot in their business because of the impact of COVID on our country and the world. Business owners were blindsided and we all had to dig deep and become so creative to keep the business alive or let it go and start something new. It was and has been A challenging time for everyone. Natalie is here to share her journey of transition with us today and I know we will all be encouraged and inspired. Natalie Alcantara is a strategist, advisor, mentor, and coach who inspires business leaders to be at their best. She has spent over 25 years propelling her clients to the forefront of their industries, both as an internal team leader and through her own consultancy firm, Ion Marketing Limited. Natalie has an unerring eye for impactful ideas that create real brand resonance. She is passionate about creating authentic connections that help businesses evolve and build brand affinity. Natalie has recently become a certified guide in the groundbreaking exchange approach facilitation method, and I know we'll hear more about that later. So welcome, welcome, Natalie, to the Transition Bridge
1: Podcast. Hi, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to sharing a story and also to sharing, you know, just so many great tips from my journey over the past almost two years. I
0: know myself and all of our listeners are looking forward to that. And as I shared with you before, Natalie, I look at transitions as the bridges in life that take us from where we currently are to that new season or direction and some bridges are easy to cross over. But some of these bridges can be like those suspension bridges that are just causing us to fly around and the stability is challenged. And it like you are just holding on for dear life because there's change that is coming that is really difficult. And I kind of see your story maybe
1: possibly as being on that suspension bridge. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, Abby, when I think of my story and when I think of the past two years, of course, you know, in hindsight, we always have a better view, a better perspective. Yes. And one of the quotes that really resonates deeply with me, and I guess I'll start this story with with the quote. I'll I'll start at the end. And the quote is, a river is a beautiful ride if you don't fight the current. That's powerful. Could you say that again? Absolutely. A river is a beautiful ride. If you don't fight the current. Love it. You know, yeah. In in February of 2020, towards the end of February, I decided, you know, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. And every year I love to take a big vacation somewhere, meet friends who are located all over the world, or even just travel and have new experiences. And it was February 2020, coming towards the end, and I decided to take a vacation. I was going to Dubai. I was going to Bali. It was promising to be an experience of a lifetime. The idea of COVID seemed really far away and not something that really was an impending danger to my trip or even to myself. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. I'm in Bali at one of the beautiful water temples, and a phone call comes in from Emirates Airlines. It says your flight is canceled. We're no longer doing that route that you're supposed to be flying back home on. Oh my word. Oh my word. Oh. My word. <laughs> well, it all went downhill from there. Without giving you all the details, I made it all the way back to Florida, but not to Trinidad to my parents' home and there when I arrived, still in shock, quite honestly. I'd been through so many airports to try to get home and getting there, I decided, look, I need to have a rest. I need one week to decompress from what just happened. I was literally in shock. And during that week, the borders for Trinidad and Tobago closed and they never reopened, even to to residents and citizens. It never reopened until this year, middle of July sorry, not this year because we're in 2022, 2021, middle of July. So, oh my word, I couldn't get home. But, you know, when I think of it, I couldn't get home stuck. What to do? What could I do? What about my business? So I run a consultancy in Trinidad and Tobago and My everyday looks like showing up at people's offices and doing training and consulting and strategizing and helping marketing teams and individuals and professionals really become their best. So what happens now? What am I going to do? First of all, all the contracts that I had lined up for 2020 disappeared within, I would say, weeks. So what was my world going to look like? It seemed as if everything was crumbling. It seems as if this river got really turbulent. And okay. I had, it, it, it was crazy. And I had so many decisions to make. One of the things that I think I had to first focus on was how do I continue or do I stop or what do I start? It was a big decision. And if I were to continue, because I sort of identified, I love what I do. Could I do it better? Could I do it differently? Or could I find a new way or a new technique or something that was different that the world was needing now? And so one of the opportunities I had was to sort of take a step back and look at how can I take this business that was in person and I'm no longer even in that country and how do I make it virtual? how do I have the opportunity to be online? And I'm very energetic. I love to, to be with the teams and to create the games and the fun and the excitement and you know, get everybody all inspired. I mean, I'm known as the chief inspiration officer of iron marketing. So how do I translate that energy to an online space? And so for me, my task was how do I move my business from being in person to online? And is this something that could even be done? Debbie, to be quite honest, I wasn't too sure, but I was willing to give it a go. And so I instead of sitting down and thinking, woe onto me, and you know, really resisting what was taking place, I embraced it. I embraced the opportunity. I embraced, I wouldn't even say it was an opportunity at that time, because my lens was it was seeing it more as a challenge rather than an opportunity. I embraced the challenge and I thought, well, let's start off with some new learning. And so I went online and I found groups and I found, you know, there were all these free masterclasses. Listen, Debbie, I did every masterclass under the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) I mean, not only did it first time, but it did allow me to hone in on some skills and even to develop some new ones. But as I did more and more, I recognized that there were some communities and there were some spaces that resonated more deeply than others. And those I leaned into. I you know, joined a one-year accelerator program, which is where I met you. And that was where I found a community that can be on this river ride with me. These became my river friends. Yes. <laughs> And so I would every Monday and every Friday look across at my river friends and know that I wasn't alone and know that all of us together were trying to strive to build something different, something new, to pivot or to become or to flow with the current of the time. And so it was a beautiful experience. And being a consultant who has, well, you know, we can see a solopreneur who, you know, it's really myself and a few other consultants as projects come along in my business, but being in that space meant that I wasn't accustomed to having all these river friends all the time, but it was sure great thing to have when you, when you're going through a challenge. And so one of the ways of interacting was every week we had online calls and every week we had to find ways to engage each other, to create connection, and to help support each other's growth and becoming. And so I learned a lot about what does it take to have an online business. What's the difference between online and in person? And for me, it was two things: tech and touch. How do I? use the technology. And so I got myself a ring light. I remember when it arrived, I was so excited. I've never had a ring light before. I got a microphone. I mean, I went through a series of different headphones, but I got myself a basic setup. So basic that today, Debbie, even though it's you know almost two years in, I actually maintain one of the most basic elements that I keep close to my heart. I've never even done the full laptop stand because I remember day one, having to use two books. And I used two books that would, they would almost be like my my foundation. And I chose two special books and I would place it under my laptop, almost like a security platform. And today today (laughs) I, I, I do the same thing. I have not changed those. I've changed the books, but I haven't changed that concept. Because I think sometimes, you know, going back to that, those simple points of creativity.
0: Yes, helps. and it, it also is a reminder of where you came from. Yeah. You, you know, that time really was a, a difficult time because everyone had to make that choice. Will I pivot or will I just let what I have just like go away? And some, some people chose to pivot some, as you said, Natalie, you embraced the challenge. So what is it that you feel like your mindset was? Because this is like, to me, when you're crossing the transition bridge, we can get stuck in that messy middle where the doubts, the insecurities, like we maybe question ourselves or maybe like, especially during this time, fear. There's so much unknown. What was the mindset that you had that if you could like put a word to it
1: that helped you embrace the challenge? Well, you know, today I can put a word to it, but I can put a word that has a meaning that I think is going to be a great opportunity for me to share with your listeners. The word is stress. Interesting. Okay. Tell me more. My mindset was this is stress, but You know, stress can do two things to us. And, you know, I've later learned in the past year from one of my mentors and Dr. Danny Friedland, Daniel Friedland, who is the author of the book Lead Well from Within. I've learned from him what I was actually experiencing in that time, but maybe I didn't have the words for it. But now I do. We only ever stress about things we care about. Otherwise, we won't stress at all. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. If we don't care about something, we won't stress about it. I deeply cared about my clients. I deeply cared about my customers. I deeply cared about my business. And I deeply cared about myself. And so I was stressing because I wanted more and I wanted success in each of those areas. And nothing is wrong with that.
0: Nothing is wrong with that. And I loved how you use the stress as an advantage or as a strengthening tool for yourself to make you realize, I do care about this, so how can I build it? So let me ask you, how did your clients make that transition? They're so used to seeing you in person, but now you could not go back to Trinidad. How did you help them transition to virtual?
1: Absolutely. What I did at first is I offered my service, basically to support them. So you know, in Trinidad, many of the clients weren't ready to move to the next stages yet. The borders were closed, things were shutting, well, almost shut down. But I offered support. How can I help you? How can I give you some information? How can I support you with what I was learning? How could I show up and serve greatly? And in doing so, opportunities came up for me to actually be in a position where I can guide their next steps. You know, what should you do now? Or help them come to a space where they can come to terms with what was going on. Meanwhile, I myself had to guide my own inner voice, not to feel that self-doubt that comes with that stress, but to think, What can I do to even get more clients? Because if my clients in Trinidad aren't doing anything right now and I'm kind of keeping them in a space of, don't worry, it's all going to, you know, we're going to take it one step at a time. What happens to the rest of the world, the opportunity that's out there? And so I found a way in building a community to find opportunities where I can actually serve new clients new clients being community members who I can share the journey with, who I can share a lens for what we were learning, who we can collaborate on building something out of what was happening. And so what I realized is that that stress response led me to what I would call activate a support system because I was able to activate friendships and relationships and new clients from exactly what was happening. And together we were able to create out of that stress. So you're
0: you're actually tapping into the power of community. Yes. You no, know, we can't get to clarity alone. And anyone who's listening, if you're in that place and you're trying to pivot, you're trying to create something new, there's just wisdom in surrounding yourself with a like-minded community where you can lift each other up, help each other to move forward. And when you hit those obstacles, like Natalie, I just love the fact you saw an obstacle, but rather than let it stop you, you looked for a way to jump over it or to go around it.
1: Exactly, I went right over. In some instances, I went around. And you know what, Dabby, what I learned? Purpose can be shared. So I knew what my why, my why was to help others, you know, go through these tunnels of transformation. I love transformation, whether it's brand transformation, business transformation, personal transformation. I love stories and journeys of transformation. But that purpose that I hold in my heart can be shared with others. It's not a journey that I have to walk on alone and it's not a bridge that I need to cross alone either. I can cross that bridge with others. And so community became so important in fueling that that move forward, that trajectory towards what happens next. How do I create spaces to talk to people online? The more you talk online, the better you get at it. All of a sudden, you recognize, I remembered first, Debbie, I was so concerned about what my background would look like. Oh my gosh. I ordered the Amazon fake backdrop. I had the tripod thing to put it on. I had flowers every week from Whole Foods delivered. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I had. I thought I had to be, you know. And then- <laughs> After engaging, after a few months, I remember sitting in a session one time and we had one of these mentors who shared with us for the accelerator program. And she showed up in her kitchen, on her kitchen table and she was a really successful entrepreneur. I mean, really big and in the digital space too, right? Yeah. She showed up, she was on her kitchen table. Her cat was crawling all behind her neck. And there I was thinking, oh my God she had everyone's attention and it was because of the content that she was delivering it was the authenticity with which she showed up yes just herself and from that day forward that was the end of the flower orders I didn't order anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's so interesting the things that
0: we worry about or think that's what we need in order to start like how many people listen you think well I can't start this new thing unless I have one two three and then I'll start like just start just, just start
1: and an important lesson about just start it's it's not perfection it's progress I love it's that progress it's not about being perfect. It's about just getting started. And I think when you lean into the fact that you're just getting started and you show up with that authenticity, people engage with you more because they're like, you know, she's real. She's talking my, she's speaking my language. She's going through what I'm going through and she's doing a great job. And sometimes we feel that we have to be perfect at it before we do it. But it's it's just nothing wrong with being just 10 steps ahead of someone else because it means that you've shown them the 10 stepping stones that they can take to get to where you are. And so there is so much that we have in our hearts and in our minds that we can share. There's so much knowledge and wisdom. Why are we wasting it in trying to be perfect? Because in an uncertain world, they really can't, they can't, this can't be perfection. Things are changing every day. And in today's world, things are changing faster than we can adapt. So perfection seems to be a place that we're never going to really get to because the moment we think we get there, everything has all changed.
0: I agree. It's like we have to just shut the door on perfection because it does, it just, well, it can bring such anxiety And we could spend so much time redoing things because we feel like it's just not right and perfection does get in the way of just getting it done so just we have to just shut that door in perfection and take a leap of faith do what you feel you're called to do for such a time as this you know people who are listening maybe you're being called forth in a new transition in your life maybe it's time for you to pivot And to do that which you are hearing inside your soul. There's something that's calling you forth that's different than you've ever done before. And Natalie, you're just so encouraging me and I know everyone who's listening today because you kept moving forward. And I'm sure there were times where you felt maybe not sure, maybe had a little fear, maybe fell down but it sounds to me
1: like you got back up. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, Debbie, when I think of, you know, sometimes we feel, okay, I'm not familiar with the technology. I wasn't. I've never been in a breakout room before. I didn't know all the ins and outs of Zoom, but guess what? I did not do it because I didn't know. I got my nieces and nephews together, and I practiced breakout rooms, (laughs) Was me, them, and the Power Rangers. I mean, we had some fun. They loved it. We stayed connected. But more than that, it allowed me well in a really low-stakes fun environment to test some stuff out. And so when I had to do it the following day or the following week with a small group or with a one-on-one with a client. I felt as if I knew where the buttons were. I knew how to add an emoji. I knew how to do some cute, fun things that weren't making me nervous because I wasn't familiar with the technology. So that in-person to virtual can happen if we open our minds to learning, but learning in a playful way, not force-fed learning where we feel if we don't know it, we're never going to get it. Yes, and and just practicing. Yeah. Right? Uh yeah practicing and just practicing also to just be yourself which is so important because many times you feel as if you know for me I had you know in my corporate life or my I would show up every day in a suit and well-dressed and you know now I don't even I don't want a suit I can't even tell you in almost two years <laughs> I went from high heels to heavy honors so it's, it's, it's a change, but it's, a, it's a coming to a, a resonance with who you are and connecting with that really deeply and allowing that to shine forth. And it's hard to do on a screen sometimes, but it's also easier because we don't have all the distractions. It's just one-on-one. Like I'm looking at you now, Debbie, and I'm looking straight into your eyes. I don't have an office and a conference room and the smell of coffee down, you know, and people talking outside. And I don't have all of that going on. I just have that very intimate space where I can connect. And so sometimes those are the things that build greater relationships with clients, those opportunities to really show up and be you.
0: Being authentic. Yes. I I love this space. We're just looking right at each other and having a fun and powerful conversation. Now, Natalie, I have a process that I help people with in transition. It's called REAL, R-E-A-L, where I help them recognize the symptoms of transition, evaluate the inner struggles or challenges. And then there's a time of alignment And this is where the surrender comes in. This is the alignment. And you were alluding to it earlier. Things that we maybe we need to let go of. um, Things that we discovered about ourselves. And it's a time of transformation. So was there something inside of you that was strengthened? And was there something inside of you that maybe... um, you either needed to let go of, you became aware of, and either let go
1: or allowed that to be strengthened. Can you share? Absolutely, and that's a beautiful question, Debbie. You know, when we think about reinvention, for me, reinvention means that there are some elements of ourselves that need to die in order for others to be born. And I had to look closely at myself and really ask myself some deep questions. What inside of me or what parts of me do I need to shed in order to grow new branches that can reach further, that can grab more light and grow more beautifully and blossom? What were those areas? And it was some deep reflection. And what I learned, first of all, is that, one, it's about really understanding who I am and what my strengths are. What do I love to do? Because when we love to do something, it's really easy. It's the things that we don't really love to do that kind of hang on and as dead weight. So I started chopping those off. Yes, they bring in money. Yes, they do. Well, Mom, I'm good at it. But I don't love to do it. And if I chop those off and I open my mind to learning what new areas of opportunity can happen. And so I did a little exercise Really chopping some branches off of my tree, pruning the tree, and keeping some of those strong, big branches, those strengths that can really leverage opportunities to grow from them. And that's what I really did in terms of examining and surrendering um, and giving up some of that weight and making room for more to come in.
0: That's powerful. And I could just visually see you doing that pruning. And, you know, just like in gardening, pruning is so necessary for the the fullness of the beauty and the blossom to come forth. So that's something that's so important about transition because it's about growth. It's about change. And so let me ask you this. As I said, I always look at transitions as the bridge. And when we begin to get up on that bridge, as we're getting towards the middle where all the struggles seem to be magnified, We have the choice to keep moving forward to see what's on the other side, or we could turn around and go back to where we were. So Natalie, it's obvious you have gone to the other side of the bridge where there's wholeness and clarity. So if you can compare for us what it was like at the beginning of the bridge and what it's like on the other side right now, because to me, this is where I believe the divine appointments come you meet the people you're supposed to be doing things with next in life. It's on the other side of that bridge. So, can you do a comparison of the beginning of your bridge
1: and what it's like now on the other side? Lovely, Debbie. You know what? I would I would call my bridge a tunnel. It's a tunnel. Okay. And I would say at the beginning of that tunnel, it was dark. It was dark as I looked ahead. It was unknown. And I took everything inside of me. I remember reading Brené Brown. I used to love Brené Brown. Daring greatly, braving the wilderness. All these little messages came into my head. Even Marie Folio, and everything is figureoutable. I re- you know, all these little messages would come back. And I would look ahead and it was so, so dark. But what I did is I allowed the light that was inside of me to lead we all have light, a light inside of us. It's Whether it's a little voice that speaks to us, whether it's what we know in our hearts we love, it's the spark, the very essence of ourselves. And I allowed that light to lead. And as I made my way through, that light got stronger and stronger because it was really one of the things that I had to use as my only tools to move forward. And so... Moving through that dark tunnel as I came towards what I would not say the end, but I came towards a place where I could see a brightness ahead. I knew that I was accelerating. I was getting there. And so a lot of my 2021 was about getting there. I was seeing the light ahead. I was seeing new areas of growth, new opportunities. I was seeing all of this coming into being. And moving towards that light as it resonated with my own. And now that I feel as if I'm in a place of really great alignment, and it may not be aligned forever. But for right now, I feel very much aligned with how I want to serve, how I want to show up. What does it feel like? It feels as if you want to just shine brightly. You want to show everybody that, listen, there's a light here. Come this way. Come, all you have to do is keep going, but let your, let your own inner torch guide you.
0: I love the fact that light dispels darkness Yes, and our light is not meant to be hidden. No. And, and so I'm really thankful that you tapped into that to pay attention to the light within you that does guide you. It, it, it ignites the path that we're supposed to walk on and then it takes us to that place where it just shines so bright. Well, Natalie, I think about you and living in Trinidad and Curacao and I think about the beaches that you've probably had the beautiful opportunity to walk on and maybe do a lot of thinking, reflecting. So I have this final question for you. Thinking about the beach and you know how you always see it in the movies, Someone's walking the beach and they're just thinking deep. They're reflecting, just wondering about life. And out of nowhere, this bottle shows up in a wave and it has a note in it. And it's usually the answer to what it is that they're looking for. So I want you to think about all of our listeners who are walking down that beach and the bottle floats up and there's a note in that bottle from you. A note to give advice, wisdom, encouragement for processing and pivoting their business in this challenging time. What would your note say?
1: Oh, I love that question, Debbie. I think, you know, if I were to put a note in a bottle on a beach, I would love the beach to be a beach where there were some waves that would come in, roll over the sand and roll back out. And I think I would love to see that bottle rolling on a wave. The person bend down, pick it up and see something inside and pull it out. And I'd love the note to say something like this. You know, the ocean tides bring in what you need and they take away what's time to go. Allow yourself to move with the tide
0: i love that oh, i think i have to get a tissue because <laughs> that, that just brings tears to my eyes. that is so beautiful so powerful so life-giving in a short sentence so much wisdom was given there natalie thank you thank so you. so before we go how would you like anyone who's listening today connect with you and I would also love for you to share a little bit more about your exchange program that you're in, the exchange
1: approach, and anything you'd like to share about Ion Marketing Limited. Absolutely. So I would say Ion Marketing has adopted the exchange approach in much of its executions. And to share with you a little bit about what it is, the exchange approach is actually a method for building conflict, well, for asking questions and creating conversations that are generative, questions that are generative, that bring life. It's, it's a, a method for an approach that helps leaders to lead groups to, or, or persons or whoever you may lead, whether it's a nonprofit or a profit or, or a for-profit company. It really allows you to unlock the potential by asking questions and creating conversations that can lead you to spaces and outcomes that you could have never imagined. When we only hear one voice, we only have one lens. But when we can invite the voices of others in to share that wisdom that we each have inside, it brings us together to be able to really serve and nurture and lift each other up and so i use this in many of the facilitations many of the conversations and even in designing questions that i that i share with my coaching clients this approach has really helped me it's been a game changer and it's helped me in the models and the strategies that it employs show up differently and, you know, I encourage anyone who wants to get in touch with me. The easiest way is LinkedIn. I love using LinkedIn because it's so simple. And you can find me. Um, I'm Natalie Alcantara, I own marketing on LinkedIn. And Debbie, I'm sure you would share it in your show notes. Yes, absolutely. I will have that in my
0: show notes. So I highly encourage all of you who are listening to connect with Natalie. Not only is she inspiring, but she truly will be able to equip and empower you in your business and take you to that place take you to that place to create your brand resonance and build your brand affinity she's an incredible soul and has so much to offer also i have some good news natalie shared with me earlier she will be hosting her own podcast soon
1: you want to tell us real quick about that natalie Absolutely. So I'm really excited. It's 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 in development stage right now. So hopefully in the next four to five weeks, we have it launched. It is for, it's the Evolving Entrepreneur. And this is a podcast for entrepreneurs who are innovating amidst challenge. So if you, in fact, are at a stage where you are seeking to unlock the potential of the future, this podcast is for you. And if you're challenged by your business plans and you have so many things that you want to learn and and, and new skills that you want to put into play. This is a space that you can come to and learn from others whose success stories are guiding their future.
0: That sounds really exciting. I'm looking forward to your launch. Please keep me posted. I will. So that's what
1: I'm working on right now. So I have no workshops at this moment, but I'm really working on the podcast so that I can give everyone a chance to embrace some wisdom to move forward in this uncertain world.
0: Well, everyone, let's stay in touch with Natalie. Reach out to her on LinkedIn. And Natalie, thank you for being with us today on the Transition Bridge podcast. With your story, you've helped everyone to learn how to embrace, grow, and be transformed by the power of their transitions. If any of you are interested to check out in the show notes as well, there's a, a free, a transition assessment there's a link in there you can go ahead click on that link and answer a few questions and it will give you an assessment about the symptoms maybe that you are experiencing that are letting you know that transition has come into your life i highly recommend it thank you for being with us today on the transition bridge podcast thank you for joining us today on the transition bridge podcast we appreciate you. If you enjoyed listening today, please go ahead and subscribe or review the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And for more information about Debbie, go to debbieronca.com. That's D-E-B-I-R-O-N-C-A.com.